Hello and karibuni to another episode of On My Ones podcast. My name is Alvin Thuo and I shall be your host for this show. So this is season two, episode five. And first of all, I want to thank you all for listening and sharing. Um, I've been receiving a lot of feedback, especially about the mini episodes, which is great. And like I said, the mini episodes will be a different format from the main episodes so it'll be just a spin off to talk about different topics and i thank you all for really liking the first episode so a bit of as usual life updates um nothing much has changed i'm still doing the same thing as i did for the previous episodes so which is just walking uh playing the guitar um enjoying the summer learning a bit of spanish and um what else reading books and speaking of books no one has still told me whether you'd like a book list from me because i think for the past um from 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 the past from the past two episodes i've been asking you guys whether you'd want a book club or a book list but i'm not getting anything Uh, so again this is just um another request from you guys uh do you want a book list or not um yeah other than that i'm excited today because i have a very very special guest so in the mini episode you had me with my girlfriend and now i'm making another one which is closer to to home and Today I am joined by my friend, my role model. He is a fitness enthusiast, a marathoner, ultra marathoner, a father of 3, founder of Fitness with David, the fastest recreational runner in Kenya and an engineer as well. This is none other than my dad, Mr. David Thuo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hope my introduction has been complete or how how would you introduce yourself if I asked you to do it <laughs> No I think uh, I'm I'm quite humbled by that introduction and uh, happy that you have done quite some research uh, 
Um, I think that that introduction uh, is is will suffice. Uh, mm -hmm. You just need to add that uh, father of three, one of them being you, but of course you said I'm your dad, so because <laughs> then you are one of the three. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm an aeronautical engineer, and I know we 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 are then saying that we are having two engineers uh, in the house. I know nowadays we get to discuss engineering staff a bit more than we did before you went to college. That time we were discussing about what uh, electrical electronics engineering entails. Now we discuss actual engineering. And I'm very excited about uh, uh, being here today. It's also very special for me. Um, I've taken many interviews, but it is not every day that a dad gets interviewed by the son. So this is a very uh, a great moment, two generations. I hope the podcast is able to speak to both generations, but I believe uh, it should in one way or the other. Yeah, so I'm excited, also very proud of uh, having you do this. Uh, I think we have already discussed that uh, in this day and age, you cannot just be in academics or in one line. So it's, a, it's important that we spread our tentacles to different areas. Um, and that's why even myself, I'm an engineer, I'm a recreational runner, I do a lot of motivation because it is not enough to do one thing. So yeah, I'm happy to and excited to be here and looking forward. No, oh, thank you for being here, Dad. Uh, first thing before I even, I guess, begin the conversation is, do you remember that I had wanted to do actual science instead of engineering? And I think that was my first choice then. Yes, I do remember very well. I do remember like it was yesterday. <laughs> And I think at that time, uh, you were speaking to people in the banking industry who said that at that time, they, they, would, they thought that computers would replace that element of being an actual, I guess, scientist. Or an yes, yes. Yes. Um, I know we, we, we struggled a lot, uh, struggled in, in quotes, uh, because obviously, you really want to look at these things in a very broad perspective. And um, in as much as uh, it is a very nice career, um, I think the general consensus once we did a lot of research is that a lot is changing. And because you're not training for today, you're training for tomorrow, we had to put that into perspective um, and make the, the, the decisions based on, you know, of course, the research that we did. And when I talk to a number of people, there's a lot of things that can be done by, can be computerized. So uh, the actuaries may not necessarily be replaced soon or be replaced totally, but I think the involvement of many is, is actually, uh, the, the, the demand is not that much for so many. However, having said that, the very good actuaries are actually doing very, very well, but behind the scenes, I guess there's a lot of other automation. Um, um, so at that point, then we agreed to move on from that. Because when we looked at an industry, for example, we would hear that um, a, a, an organization of a certain level has one actuarist. So that means that while they may have 100 employees, one would be an actuarist, and, it, and, 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 and so on and so forth. So it, it was actually obvious that at that point, and because you make the decisions based on the, the, the facts you have on ground, that that may not have been necessarily um, the best for you. And, and, and everyone takes their own path. And because electrical electronics was another line that we were looking at, then we chose to go that path. And career, career 
career guidance and 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 um, research and review is not easy because it is based on many factors. One, the 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 forward outlook, the interest of a person, and having said uh, that, one could still do a curio today, and their path could actually go well, and they they still become. Uh, get the uh, get good jobs and get get jobs and others may not get so everyone's path could be different, but the choices at that time uh, uh, meant that uh, we took a different path. You know, another thing I think people have never known is, <laughs> I I I remember it was back in, I think it was twenty seventeen when we were discussing about studying abroad, and I told you I. I never thought that I I wanted to study elsewhere apart from Kenya, and I think even probably in high school, you and Mom both knew that. So I think now what I remember is, I don't know if it was Mom's friend who had given you the suggestion that perhaps yeah. I should um, study for the SATs and apply to universities here in the US, um, but. I remember the feeling I had was <laughs> was one of uh, resistance. I was feeling very reluctant to do exams because you can imagine you've come from doing KCSE and now you're thinking again, I have to study for yet another set of exams. And I think for me, what I remember distinctly was, I think there's a time you came into my room one night and then you you told me that I have to stop thinking about the present and think more about the future because I think you said in four or five years time from then everyone will have had a different experience and path and you'll all like branch and do different things yeah and I don't know if you can remember giving me that talk in my room <laughs> yes, I, I recall very well, and 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 uh, this is what I call uh, intentional parenting and guidance. And I think because we have nurtured that uh, within us, then it's very easy to have these kinds of conversations. Um, for us, I think um, um, we had not actually envisioned you studying abroad for a number of aspects. One, I think, <laughs> and and because we say we learn daily. Uh, we have sort of boxed ourselves for that particular time um, in the space of you could study abroad one time, but uh, here is a guy who has not um, has not gone to boarding, um, has not um, has not gone to boarding one, has been with us all along. Then uh, when he has to go away, he has to really go out of the country where you can't see. Uh, the guy at all and give him guidance. And I, I guess as parents, sometimes we hold on to our kids like that, but it is not um, out of um, any, any bad in, intentions, or, uh, but uh, I guess the outcome can be that we limit uh, our kids and, and, and even ourselves in other aspects. Uh, but I do recall that uh, we had that conversation. Um, then when the results came, and I know we had some scenarios because uh, uh, initially, when you did your class eight, uh, you always uh, were among the top students, uh, the top pupils. Then uh, that class eight exam uh, didn't come out very well, and I remember yeah. us trying to get you to. <laughs> uh, I mean, I tell guys many times that uh, without this guy, we would be choosing between the top 
three or four schools in the country. Then suddenly we were thrown into a spin when your results uh, came in a certain way. And we were in shock because none of those, <laughs> the, you know, of course, you, you know, the, none of those uh, called you and you got admitted to a school that we didn't know where it was and we were struggling to get you um, uh, to the Kabarak. I remember I was driving at uh, almost 4.30 a.m. to go to Kabarak. Uh, yeah. uh, those marks, uh, I don't think so. But you know, um, I'm also a strong believer of everything happens for a reason and that uh, every day you must do what you must do, at, what is in your power to do that day. And I think for me, one thing that comes back about what I've just said is that we had done something earlier that actually saved the day and that was uh, 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 taking you to go sit for these Strathmore um, uh, exams, entry exams. And that is what saved the day because they, they, they look at that exam as critically as if not more than they would look at the final exams. Um, and when the day came, you didn't have very high scores in KCSE, KCP, but because of that entry exam, then you managed to get to Strathmore. In fact, when I talked to the headmaster of Strathmore uh, years later, he says, you know, he, he ha we have, I have talked to the boys about this guy because he's one of the guys uh, who came uh, with a list of marks. And then fast forward uh, to form four, you are top of the list in the country, which was very amazing. But it's also uh, very telling how, you know, some opportunities can just make or break, you know? If you hadn't done that exam, you would not uh, have actually qualified for STRAD. Your path could have been different. And um, I'm sure you would have made do with that, but uh, luckily in this case, it went that way. Eventually, uh, you are one of the top students in the country, the first uh, Matiangi exams uh, with a solid A. And then that eventually, in a way, that little action that we did uh, when you're in class eight, uh, I think the August holidays or so, has made a, a very big impact in your life because it, for, because of those results, then we started coming alive to the fact that this guy, it's important that uh, we try and expose him a bit more. And that's when the conversation of going abroad happened. I also recall that uh, uh, around the same time, um, Strathmore University was going to start an engineering degree. And of course we had settled on engineering and mm -hmm. we, they were struggling with the approvals and every day we hope they would approve you they would get approval so that you would join the school and it was very frustrating you know you're told by uh, september they'll have the approvals they had not you had already cleared the uh, form four i mean you had already cleared the form four gone the first year to do the dbit as you waited to go to campus and hoping that they would start the that degree which they didn't by that year then the other year came they hadn't and i remember us again sitting down and thinking look um, uh, you know there's this opportunity for the sats and that's when we had that conversation and i remember seeking for assistance to see how you could study for the sat so that you you could qualify for you know uh, uh, the, the, the schools that we had hoped for uh, top tier schools um, and when we researched again we found out that uh, those people who had not had exposure with the um, SAT systems had already started some uh, coaching and you were way behind. And of course, being intentional, we then looked around and eventually found someone who could take you through the training, uh, the, the, the classes, because uh, though they are in the English and math exams, they are not easy. And eventually you did them. I remember you used to study every weekend. 
Um, and at the same time, because, um, so you studied every weekend and eventually got ready for the exam. And I remember again, another conversation we had as we waited to, for you to be admitted, uh, for you to, for, to see whether you would get uh, admission into the uh, university in the US. Um, we, you, your time to go to University of Nairobi came, we were waiting for Strathmore, it was still a wait, wait game. And I remember we had a conversation and we said, look, regardless of, 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 of what will happen, you must not let the opportunity for main campus sleep. Because I say to myself that um, down the line, should you not make it to those universities? How are we going to sit down and say, you lost a whole year uh, uh, and, 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 and failed to attend uh, your first, your, ent your entry into University of Nairobi, waiting for another university that was not there. So we said a bird in hand is worth more than two in the bush. And you went um, uh, and uh, enrolled in Nairobi University. And I must commend you for having that mental frame to be able to know that, yes, there is something I'm waiting for that could be big, but I still am humble enough to say, look, I must take what is on the table and I must listen to my parents. And that is the journey that we have taken. So uh, I think we had quite a part uh, to deal with over that time, but I'm glad that uh, we are where we are now. And, and, and luckily, I mean, funny enough, uh, you know, us thinking, especially, I think uh, mom, she, she was thinking that uh, this guy is going to go away for the first time. I remember when we took you to Madison and we did the enrollment and all, did all those indoctrination and uh, the day to leave you in campus and go back to our hotel had come and she was like, oh, the guy seems to have moved on. He's already settled. One of those like, wow, this guy has moved on so fast. Now this is not too good. I want my baby back or something like that. So, but anyway, that's mm -hmm. life. And we are happy with uh, what has happened, what you're doing. We are very glad that... Uh, you still have a good footing. And uh, I guess the, the, you have a good uh, head on your shoulders based uh, obviously from the uh, upbringing. So we are very happy. Yeah, I was, I was thinking the other time, <laughs> if I was to go back yeah. to the past, I don't think I'd do those exams again. The SATs. <laughs> yeah, I think the whole process was just very, um, I'd say tiring, cause- Yeah especially when it comes to writing the your essay, like your personal statement to describe yourself to yes. like the school you want to apply to. Like, I think when someone doesn't know you, it's very hard to write in order to craft a story about yourself. And yes. I think that was a part that used to frustrate me the most because I think at that time, I remember I was with uh, I was a, with a friend who we were both writing our, our personal statements and then you write your personal statement then you take it to the guy who will read through it and then he'll tell you this is not good enough but now you you know you're trying to tell him like this is my life story like how can you say it's not good enough and you know you get very you don't know what he wants you to write and you're trying to exp like pour yourself into what you are writing so I think for me, that yeah. process is what I didn't like, but I mean, I'm glad I'm way past that right now. So yeah, yeah. Um, well. But, but you know, we say Alvin that nothing, was, was, nothing worthwhile is easy, you know? Um, and you've just got to put in the work, you've just got to, uh, we, we say in running that uh, you must uh, do it when you feel like, and most importantly, when you don't feel like, 
And uh, you know, that is one of the, the things that you require to get to where you are. So, it, you know, we say that uh, you cannot then get one without going through the other. You know, I, I realize the, the importance of such things and them asking you, what is it extra that you do? Um, what separates you? Because I mean, uh, the, I mean, when you look at uh, some of those unis and uh, the number of people who are applying, there are many bright people who have passed those SATs well. So how does the, uh, the school differentiate a bit between people who have passed very well? When I went to run Boston, I know we had one of the schools we had applied for was MIT as well. And I went uh, over there, of course, uh, many years when I was a, a little, uh, I mean, was about your age when you went to campus, I thought about MITs and the UWs, et cetera. But uh, of course, my path did not go that way. But I remember talking to one professor and he told us, look, we get 4,000 plus applications with guys who have met the threshold. How do we differentiate between these guys? We've got to just find something unique about the guys that separates them. And so that is what it is. Otherwise, they, 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 they might do a picky, picky, punky, you know? <laughs> it might be a bit unfair, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. So I think now we can start. <laughs> yes. Um, so normally I start by asking my guest about their childhood and what you yeah. remember from it. So for me, it's where did you, where did you grow up? Um, what yeah. was your family setting? And specifically for you, since now I'm, I'm talking to someone of an older generation, uh, yeah. how would you describe life in the 80s growing up compared to like now the way you see Kina Abi and Noni growing up? Yeah. 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 Um, I, 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 I grew up in a little town called Kikuyu in Kenya, of course. Uh, um, I think it was a very basic uh, uh, setup, uh, but uh, what is unique about uh, my upbringing is just about uh, the parenting, the values they instilled on us. We were just an average family. I think my parents worked very hard to put us through school. I guess like many people in my generation, um, my dad uh, was um, uh, in the initial years, uh, worked with the government. Uh, actually, he was in the army, GSU, CID, all those kinds of uh, um, military defense, security uh, places, and eventually got attached uh, to the then Minister of Finance uh, as an aide. Um, but basically, we, 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 we grew up uh, uh, in a very uh, humble setting. Um, we got a, for example, we got a TV very late in life, uh, but I think what we got from that family setup is togetherness. And I think you see that togetherness even to date uh, with our parents and with my siblings and my elder sister. Uh, um, we walked to school like uh, every other kid did then uh, before the era of school buses. We carried our lunch to school um, and uh, half the time uh, it would be yesterday's, uh, I mean, the previous night's dinner cold in, in lunch boxes that were not uh, heated. So we used to take our ugali and our skumas and meet on the occasional days. <laughs> You'd eat it when, when it's it cold. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Those lunch boxes were plastic. Ah, and, and that wow. was normal. I mean, a, a few privileged fellows would have their lunch in, a, in hot, hot, uh, hot uh, flasks. And uh, other even more privileged would have their lunches uh, brought. But uh, that was it. 
uh, we played football with the homemade footballs. Um, I was quite intelligent, uh, so I, I, I actually used to perform well in, in school. But basically five uh, brought up in a family of six. Uh, my brother came in very late uh, in life. Uh, so we initially were five, I was the only boy, second born. Um, born 1976, my sis uh, 1972, my following sis 78, then there was an 80, 82, and then my brother came in uh, 90. So I was quite surprised when I saw signs of uh, babies in my mom. So I was wondering what to do. Anyway, now he's a big man of 30 plus. But generally that humble setting, we used to do our normal chores, sweep, my mom would make us sweep the, 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 earth around the earth area around the house collect uh, collect grass and twigs of trees uh, occasionally on weekends we would go help her in the garden she had a cabbage farm and she used to supply groceries um, my dad would be working and basically that was our life then we moved from that setting to a bit of uh, a different setting uh, i guess uh, some tidings change a bit and uh, we moved to a different setting and that is where my parents live to date um, but uh, yeah, I remember that. I remember the togetherness, uh, despite the humble upbringing, there was a lot of togetherness. We shared what we had. Um, we cared for each other. We still care. We have lots of connections. And that eventually has made us uh, what we are today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In terms of the growing up uh, then and now, I think it was very, very different. I think. Uh, um, the, the exposure now is at another level. I mean, I listen to my kids, I mean, even uh, Abby and Noni, your sisters, they, at their age, they, they, are very, uh, they are very confident. They know, I mean, sometimes they say words that I, 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 I sometimes have to look up the dictionary or wonder how, how, how did you learn about that? Um, I think they have a lot of opportunities. Uh, they do diverse things. I mean, us, uh, you, our parents only got worried about the school. Uh, with them, they, they, you know, they are playing instruments. They, 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 are, they are doing, um, they are doing um, gymnastics. They are doing ballet. Uh, they are doing so much stuff in addition to what they do in school. So it's a different setting. They, you know, they will be watching certain programs. Uh, they will do their work on computers. We learned uh, computers when we were way after high school. That was the first thing we tried to do when we left high school before anyone would think about college. So just a different uh, ball game. Of course, the exposure could be positive and negative. They are also exposed to things that could be very detrimental in the media uh, with friends. So uh, really you've got to be uh, to watch watch out for them very much. I think unlike in the traditional setting where the, the, your neighbor could uh, be as tough as your mother or father, uh, in this day and age, you cannot let your neighbor discipline you. Sometimes you don't even know your neighbor. But in our setting, if you saw you are about to do something that was not uh, 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 approvable, you were to use that word, and your neighbor was passing, you would actually get quite uh, worried because they would either definitely report you or even discipline you. But nowadays it's different. Um, and then the interactions, you don't know your, the, the character of the people, around, the, the, the people around you. So you have to be very careful who they, they bond with because you don't know about um, uh, the family's values, et cetera. 
So you've got to be quite intentional. In our time, I mean, <laughs> a dad could be probably not so bothered with the kid, but uh, they will find their way and they will make it. Uh, moms normally are not to say that I'm, I'm, I'm victimizing dads. But today, uh, you know, I, I mean, uh, you have to be there for your sons. You have to, a father has to be there for the daughters, uh, same as a mother. Of course, in the traditional setting, being there was providing a, a lot of providing. So sometimes the dad would not be too keenly involved, uh, depending on the workload with the little nitty gritties of uh, parenting. But nowadays you have to really get to that to that uh, point. In addition to that, you know, the, the 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 ladies are also working. You know, my mom was a housewife. So, um, uh, uh, which is a very important job. Uh, I think it's one of the most important jobs that one would have. So they were around the kids, but today, uh, mom would be working, I would be working, they would be with the house helps. So you must be intentional about making time for them. So those kinds of differences, so that then they don't pick values from the people who are bringing them up other than the parents. So those kinds mm -hmm. of challenges, positive and negative, yeah. Okay, um, <laughs> I think if we if we obviously compare with right now, I think you are right. Like people would be fearful of letting the children interact with the neighbors because I think then you, everyone in the neighborhood knew each other, and let's say yeah. Shosho Guka knew them from the first time, like they settled there. If they've been there for a very long time, but now yes. you have different people coming from different places moving into like the urban areas so now you yes. don't know anything until you start talking to them slowly by slowly um yeah. <laughs> i just remembered you mentioned playing football with the homemade footballs <laughs> and I, I i can't even imagine sometimes when i think of the 1980s everything in my head is in black and white <laughs> I don't know why yeah. I think there was no color. I bet it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I think that's just yeah. of me, how media portrayed things in black and white then. Right. Um, yeah. Was that also just one radio station back then that everyone would listen to? Or at that time, yes. the media was a bit more diverse? No, it was actually very limiting. In fact, then we had the, the Kenya Broadcasting Corporation. I remember the song they played every morning when we woke up and that, that was actually like the alarm for waking up. Mm -hmm. um, I actually remember the song very well. I'm not a good singer, so I won't make an effort to try and uh, sing it. But there was, it was just that one. And uh, of course the news would surround the president, the, 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 the leader. So uh, in fact, there's one time that the president had to really appear on TV every day. Um, and the first news was about him. Of course, things have changed. There's been many channels. Yeah, so it was actually like that. I mean, one media, very, very controlled. I mean, the, the reporters of then would have to just be seated upright. Nowadays, uh, you know, reporters can do a bit of almost a gig as they present. Yeah, so it was, yeah, just one media, Kenya Broadcasting Corporation, yeah. Okay, so yeah. next. I think I've always perceived running <laughs> as I, I couldn't understand why people people run. Like you see, I think I remember going to school, you see people running in the morning and you're wondering why of all the things to do, why why would you pick running? I, I would I would I think then I would think that 
the only reason I can run is if I'm chasing after a ball because I'm playing football or yeah. if you're playing any other type of sport. I remember in Strath, um, on, I don't know if it was Tuesdays. Okay, it depends on, uh, we had like a schedule for different types of sports yeah. you'd play as a team. So I think in Form yeah. 1 and Form 2, I don't know why they, they scrapped it off. We had um, like a fitness type of sport, team sport, that you yes. first start by running around the school for like, yes. I think, four laps. And I don't know how many kilometers that would be, but I think nothing less. Yeah, but depending on yeah, the size of the field. Maybe 2km at most. Um, and I used to find it so tiring and I'm wondering like, still like how how do people run and yeah. i don't know why but i can't remember how you started running i i, I just yeah. remember you and mom used to go to um i don't know if it's kogo plaza around um telcom more educational yes. center i don't know if you used to st- you yeah. started from there but i know that's where you used to go to the gym um yeah. so yeah how, how, how did you how did you start your journey of running, I think is essentially what I'm trying to get into. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and before we get into that, I think the issue with running is that uh, in, the, in the early ages of our development, uh, then uh, it is almost like a punishment, like one of those that uh, if you come late, you're told, do five laps, for example. Um, and, and, and you do it not because you want, but because you are forced to do it. Um, we used to have cross country in, uh, in, 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 in high school and in, and in primary. And that day you would dread. So um, it, it, I think it's just the, the, the way that it was, it, it was brought to us then, almost like a punishment and you had to do it. And if you didn't do it, you would be beaten or you would, instead of being beaten, you would have to run, for example. So I think that then grows with us because um, even myself, I, I was never a runner. The fact that I'm running today is actually amazing. Uh, in high school, I remember I had every reason not to do the cross country. I used to not bleed every so often, so that became my visa for not, uh, for not running, and I used to get doctor's letters. So it's actually amazing that uh, running now is an integral, integral part of my life. Um, and those people who actually know me from high school get very amazed. I used to be amazed, but because I'm in a space where right now I believe that uh, we, we have a lot in us than we, we, we really know we have, and we can do things that we may not have imagined, then it's not too much of a surprise, but uh, uh, it, is, it is amazing that I ran. So what happened actually, uh, we started running some 20, two years plus ago when uh, you were actually born, I mean, <laughs> when, uh, or, or there about 22, 21, because uh, uh, for mom to get back into, I mean, to get to, to get uh, back into, uh, get rid of the um, pregnancy weight, uh, uh, she had to do some form of physical fitness. At that point, being very young, uh, the only thing that we could afford is actually what was free. And what is free, what was free then is still free today. So when I tell guys about one advantage of running is that uh, not necessarily free in quotes because you've got to get gear and all, but uh, you know you don't have to pay monthly memberships, etc. So that's how we started. And I remember 
the first time, so mom started running, walk, running, walk, running. And because I'm a light sleeper, I started joining in. And the first time for some reason, uh, not for some reason, I, I really itched at about, after about 10 or 12 kilometers, I really, really itched. And over time, um, I've learned that as the pores open, uh, there is uh, some chemistry that goes around there that causes a lot of uh, itchiness. And I itched and itched and could not run, and I had to go back. And I kept itching and itching, and I said, look, I can't do this again. Then the following day, she went running, and I thought to myself, I'll toss and turn. I said, you know, look, the itching can't kill you, but it is very bad. So I went back and back, and then eventually the itching faded away um, uh, over time, and then I could be able to run without it coming. What happens is that when I take a break, and 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 and, uh, and and then I come back to open air running. Then that happens for one run, and then it goes. So I'm accustomed to it. Like when I take a break from a race. So that's how we started. Um, just around the hood, moving up and about. We didn't even know the kilometers. Then eventually we go to a space where we could afford a gym. So we went to Congo Plaza. So what we would do is uh, go to the gym, either run to the gym or go to the gym, uh, drive to the gym, and then run and then come and do aerobics and weights. So then I was not running a lot. I think the most I was running is three, four, five kilometers. Of course, over time, you meet people who run and they encourage you. They tell you, let's uh, uh, go for this race. Let's go for stand chart. I remember my first stand chart. Uh, I was very surprised at the number of, and, and, and I'm not a male chauvinist, but they, I, I didn't realize ladies can be that fast. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, and, but that is just naivety. There were so many ahead of me and I was thinking I had trained so hard. First of all, the distances I was doing were not accurate. So what I thought was 10 then was not 10. Mm -hmm. um, and I was beaten by people who are way older, people who ran without shoes. Uh, there's one uh, Mukurino who is quite fast. He's old, he's probably now maybe 60, 70 years old. That guy is fast, so I was very shocked that this guy is moving like this. Uh, and it was my welcome to the running world. Um, then over time, I started increasing. I started, I mean, I really, I, I really like to challenge myself because, you know, when I do something, I like to do it to the best. So I really wanted to get to this level where I'm doing my very, very best. Um, and in there, I had some number of issues. I, I, I have collapsed in a race because of not hydrating well. And that started for me, um, uh, every time I have a challenge, I always find a way, find out why. I always go back and I've learned, and this is something that I keep teaching that you must take the lessons and you must revisit the challenges that you have with a view of making sure they don't happen again. So when I, I, I actually collapsed in a race in Kili, we went uh, with my wife and uh, you were in class eight. In fact, uh, we, we, we had, uh, we, we came for your India, I'm a meeting for class eight parents. Then we drove, I didn't have lunch, we drove all the way to, to, to Tanzania, had late lunch, hardly ate dinner, rain, did not hydrate, so, and I sweat a lot. That's when I discovered that I'm, I, I sweat too much. I need hydration, not just water, but water with uh, some salt in it, which is isotonic. So from that experience, then I started researching a lot about running, and that's how I came up with Fitness with David. So what I did, any lessons that I learned, I wanted to cascade them to everyone because I thought to myself, there must be many people who have these kinds of challenges and uh, uh, I need to create a space where I am actually sharing my experiences and sharing uh, this information so that people don't have to go through the same challenges that I've gone, uh, gone through. And over time then that has become 
quite a, a you know an outfit and i'm very happy uh, as to what it has become so basically that is how the journey started so you you started entering into races stand chart so currently i've uh, obviously run i've run quite some races uh, locally stand chart the lewas marathon sotokoto um, um <laughs> i've done um, kilimanjaro a number of times there's the moya marathon so all locally, I've done uh, ultra marathons uh, in South Africa, the 56 kilometers, uh, two oceans. Comrades Marathon twice, uh, uh, and 90 kilometers. It used to be 90, then now it's 87. That's a race between uh, Peter Marisberg and uh, Durban, one year, and Durban to Peter Marisberg the other year. A beautiful race, one of the most organized races I've ever come across. Um, long distance, very tough, but with a lot of support that keeps you going through a lot of pain. Um, uh, I'm hoping to go back. We're supposed to go back for the 100 year celebration, uh, but because of COVID, it's not happened. It's been postponed twice. So we are hoping to go there sometime soon. I've also run, um, I'm in the middle of completing six of the biggest races in the world, the World Marathon Media. So I've done, uh, London, uh, New York, uh, Boston, Chicago, and Berlin. I was to do uh, Tokyo, the last one in uh, 2020, cancelled because of COVID. It was brought out, brought forward to this year, October. They have now cancelled it, not to 2022, but to 2023. But meantime, there are things that we are doing. Uh, we have uh, other, we have Sanchat coming. I've organized my own local races through the Outfit Fitness with David and the other people who have races. So yes, but basically I've run the most the last uh, five, six, seven years. So as I grow older, I'm running faster. I want to see at what point that uh, changes. I've been struggling literally with uh, an injury here and there. So I'm just wondering whether this is it, but I don't believe this is it. I still believe I've got some juice in there to probably chase some, some numbers in the future. Mm, you know, yeah. <laughs> most times in high school, when my friends were talking about um, comrades, they couldn't understand yeah. how you run 90 kilometers. And yeah. my friend Moniki talk, tells me about um, this famous, uh, I mean, now he's into fitness, but he was a, he was a Navy SEAL, um, I guess fighter he's called uh, david goggins <laughs> yes and, I know. yeah he he also does many ultra marathons and very crazy challenges but yeah how for such a thing that's 90 kilometers uh, talk about like the mindset you have because me i know <laughs> i can only so far managed to run 10 by the time i get to seven or eight my mind is telling me to to stop running like give up especially because yeah. around that mileage i get a stitch but for me at that time i'm always telling myself like if my legs can carry me i can go and despite having a stitch um yeah. and i think i experienced that um i think my last two runs i've been getting stitches but i still think yeah. that my legs can do the job so i still carry on uh but i know now something that's nine times 10 kilometers is hectic so yeah and you especially yeah. you don't run with music i run with music because i find it yeah. more i guess tolerable yeah. but at some point the music becomes just background noise and i'm not even 
focused on the music, but now 90 kilometers, what, how, yeah. do you, how do you feel when you run 90 kilometers? At what point does your mind tell you like, okay, now you need to stop, you need to give up, you can't go and um, yeah. So how, how is your experience? Okay. First of all, let me say that uh, 90 kilometers is not necessarily 10 times nine. <laughs> it is probably 15 times nine. <laughs> okay. Because, uh, maybe 20 times nine. Uh, we say the halfway mark of uh, a 42 kilometer is not 21. It is probably 32. Mm. Because uh, by 21, you are feeling fresh. By 32, the last 10 look like already 21. But basically, um, it is, I mean, as late as uh, um, uh, last weekend, we had guys running 100 kilometers. And um, it's amazing when you watch, I say, I mean, I didn't run, I just supported, but it's amazing when you watch people go through this and the story of these distances. And people do 100, people do 200, people go four, 500, sleeping very little. But it gets to a point where now it is mind over matter. You know, uh, sometimes in that race, you're going to have so much pain and how you keep going is actually amazing. But like I posted uh, after that 100 kilometer run, um, it, it, those races are actually, actually depict the triumph of the human spirit. That you can be in so much pain, you can be so tired, but you can keep going. I mean, in that race at about 60, guys looked like they were broken. But because of the camaraderie around them, the drive, that goal, you, you have your eye on the goal, unless you're totally injured and any further step would actually make you crippled, God forbid. You have the strength to go through a lot of pain. So it is just actually having, having a goal in mind. Of course you train, you can't randomly just say, <laughs> mind over matter and you will go run 100 kilometers. That would be very crazy. But um, when you train for it, there's also going to be a time when you are going to, if, regardless of how hard you train, there's going to be a time where you're going to be so beat. And what keeps you going is the mind. So the, what you have in your mind, positivity, you just take a step at a time, deal with what is happening at that point. You have the focus of the 90 or the 100 or whatever it is that you're running in mind. but at that, at every moment you are running that mile. You know, we say run the mile you are in. That, that one is the goal, run the mile you are in, but with the goal in mind. So it just takes a lot of mental strength. Uh, it helps to have a lot of support around you. Like for example, with these guys doing a hundred, some of their family members were there. And someone was running for, I mean, we were running for, the, the guys were running for charity, for, for, for cancer, for, uh, to, for charity, for a cancer fund for kids with Faraja. And sometimes you tell yourself in between there, I mean, you're healthy. I mean, this is just pain that you're going through, but there's someone who has pain every day. You know, they, 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 when they wake up, they probably go through this every day. In fact, they probably don't sleep. They have this every day. For you, and, and this is how I look at it. For, for me, it's, it's momentum. So if these guys can go every day like this, and maybe you're running for a charity or not, you, th you tell yourself, look, I'm going to make this sacrifice to keep going and going and going because I've got the good health. I've got the ability, pain, this pain is temporal, but it is going to 
for me to reach the goal will be a very key thing for my contribution towards these people who struggle every day. If you are raising money, for example, um, you're making, you're, you're telling yourself, look, this will make a difference in someone's life. So it is those kinds of things. And it gets to a point where it is the self-talk that actually keeps you going. Whatever it is that works for you, you know, I mean, you may be looking at that kid who you are running for, or you're thinking, look, I set this goal. I have already covered 60. I have 40 to go a lot, but already I've covered 60. For me to really do this 100 again, to try and attempt it again, I have to first come from zero to 60 and then move the other 40. So while I'm at it, let me keep going. So there's a lot of mental positivity, a lot of summoning all your mental strength. And I can tell you, and I keep saying this, you discover that you have a first, a second wind. You discover you have a third, a fourth, and a fifth. And until you get to that level where you expose yourself to getting to that second wind, third wind, or fourth wind, you will never discover that you have it. So if you every time stop before, right before the fourth wind, you'll never know you have the fourth wind or the second. And there is always a probability that even if you try it another time, then you will never discover it because you will get into the same space another time. Of course, you have to look at, in, I mean, what is this? Am I injured or is it just normal pain for running? And then you keep going, you make those decisions. But the body can also be very selfish. It might tell you that this one, when you walk now is the last time you will, when you keep running is the last time you will walk. So you have to be able to differentiate between that. But a lot of mental strength is, 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 it takes you there. Um, a lot of, uh, of self-talk. Of course, once in a while, you remember you've done it before. And why, how come you can't do it this time? Or so-and-so has done it. We have been training together. So even I must try. So that kind of positivity you actually require. And, and it is amazing uh, how you can go through so much pain and keep going. Yeah. But now you see, like, how, how do you come to, for instance, build that mental strength? Because even sometimes I find that not only with running, but um, let's say it could be, you know, taking a test, anything that you find that's important to you, or even for myself, like I could be in the gym. I know yeah. previously I've like, like let's say I've struggled to get the last rep in. So you see coming yeah. into another week and doing that same exercise, your brain already knows last week I couldn't do the sixth one. So for me, yeah. sometimes I find that there's like this mental, I, sometimes I think it's just no. mental. I don't think it's yeah. like physically, I think I can do it, but mentally my mind is like, I've always been failing at this rep and true to, yeah. true to me thinking that way, the same like next week, I'll still fail on that last rep. And I've never, yeah. I think for the past, I'd say three weeks, I haven't been able to overcome just that last rep. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I don't know what's a problem. I don't know whether it's me or is it how I'm thinking about it? Because I, I keep trying to tell myself, no, like you can do it, but it's, it's never materialized. I'm still stuck. <laughs> you see, the mind is a very powerful tool. They say one of the most powerful things in, um, in, in, in life, actually throughout the whole world is the mind. It is, a, and they also say it's a gold mine. So there's a way that one, you can actually limit your imagination and, and limit yourself to that last failure. And, 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 and it, is, it is just very human. And because you know how much pain it felt, you actually have a phobia and fear as you approach it. Whatever it is, mm. academics, that exam that you failed, 
uh, that 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 attempt to, for, for example, for us runners, a sub three, a sub four, a sub five that did not materialize and left you embarrassed. And but uh, I think one, you have to uh, you have to try. You cannot not try. You know, try and fail, but not to try. And and also, I think as you approach it you can also summon a lot of mental strength to do it. I'll tell you what, uh, the four mile, uh, to break the one mile, the four minute uh, mark, um, for the first, the first time uh, one mile was run under four kilometers, it was almost impossible to run it under four minutes, one mile, four minutes. When that record was broken, within days, other people broke it. I saw the other day it's been broken about four, was it 4,200 times since then? But it took forever for that record to be broken. But, and, and the same thing, the two hour barrier, although it was not done in a conventional, in a marathon, it was not done in a conventional marathon. It's been broken. I believe it is going to be broken one of these days in a race, in a conventional race. What happens is that the mind, we set the limit in the mind. And I know it's cliche to sort of say, um, uh, you know, you should not be limit, don't limit your mind. Uh, no human is limited. It's very cliche to say that. Of course, practically, it's, it, I mean, practically, it is possible to actually um, uh, break limits. Of course, you have to be, uh, you have to set realistic limits, not just random limits, just because limits can be broken. But when they are broken, what happens? It is the same individuals who actually were not able to break it that actually break it. If I was to bring this home, um, running a marathon under sub three for educational runners was very was a was was a very very difficult thing. I mean, I tried it three times, failed miserably, um, and eventually, when I got into sub three uh, in London um, in twenty sixteen, in fact, it was on my fortieth birthday, my fortieth year, um, I actually got in with a few seconds, two or three seconds. Oh, Again, in London. In yeah, in London. How come I, mean, I can't London. remember? <laughs> I think we're together, I but I don't know why I can't remember. You didn't understand the dynamics. Yeah, yeah, we were with you in London. No, yeah. no that was that was a. And nowadays, I see uh, the new runners breaking this record in just every so often. That record has been broken in a track that we run in. I mean, mm -hmm. we had so much fear to break that thing. Currently, I'm 21 minutes from sub three. I mean, I struggled to break it. 21 minutes times 60, if we are to do quick maths, is about 1,260 seconds. It took me ages to just lose two seconds under sub three. Mm -hmm. What has changed is the same person. Of course, maybe a bit harder training, but it's mostly mental. And even where I am at, I'm thinking to myself, I mean, and, and, and I mean, anytime I'm currently holding on to that number but i mean anytime it could be broken it doesn't belong to me that i mean we, someone broke sub three came and one of us ran 252 another guy ran 248 then 242 then now 230 uh two, 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 242 then 239 those numbers so it is actually in the mind what we see because i do a lot of weight training we actually say that uh, even even as, as as we do that you must try and go an extra mile in fact, I've listened to Bolt saying, when you feel that you cannot go an extra second, go an extra two. When we lift weights, like when I do, I do lightweights, but I do a lot of reps because I want to remain 
uh, I want to remain a certain weight. I don't want to bulk. So I have to do very many reps. So if I feel tired, at, if I feel like dead at 80, I'll try and make it 83, you know? And over time, I found that things like um, bicycle crunches, I started at 100. Now I can do 300 easily. Three, not, not 300, I, I mean, I, I just do one, two, three, mm -hmm. four, up to 300, yeah? But at 100, it was difficult. A little while ago, I was at 220. I moved to 250, you know? And, and, and you feel like you want to die. But every once in a while, I challenge myself that even if at 250, I'm dying, I'm going to add two. And that is all the two that becomes three, that becomes four. And that is why there's that saying that we are indeed stronger than we really think we are, you know? And that strength is inside us. It is not outside us, it is actually inside. It just needs to be brought out. But you have to be able to step out and push yourself and mentally tell yourself, I'm gonna try. Even if it's an extra rep, even if you do half a rep, just try it. Mm -hmm. And with time, you will do that and you will eventually get used then you will challenge yourself to one more extra rep. And that's how you get uh, another and another. And that's what we say about the little things, the little steps that actually contribute, the little wins that contribute to our big victories in the, in, 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 in the times to come. But, the, but you must be able to challenge yourself to that level. That wind is inside you, find it. And I hope you find it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow is when I go back. Come again. Again. <laughs> you know, they say fear is our biggest enemy. It's even bigger than our... The, 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 you think about your worst enemy, that fear is bigger than that enemy. Because mm, mm. I think... So for that particular exercise, I do four sets, but the yeah. reps range from four to six so now yeah. i normally have two of my friends who help me because sometimes my it's just like my arms just refuse to you know straighten and to push the bar back up but i think tomorrow going the back I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll keep that one in mind but i think probably mm -hmm. the problem is that you see, for you, you see, it took ages for you to now break the sub three. So for people who are not yeah. conversant with, uh, I guess, running language sub three is under three hours, sub four, under four yeah. hours. But yeah. in a marathon, in a 42 kilometer marathon. Yeah. yeah. So you see, you didn't, you didn't do it like quickly, but it took you time. But sometimes we mm -hmm. think of, progress as being like linear so we're always thinking like what's the fastest way we can get to achieve this like you see for me i'm thinking ah, it's been yeah. three weeks this is such a long time like i should have done yeah. this at least two weeks ago but now yeah. in my mind i'm like yeah sometimes i'm not patient even i found that this week i was frustrated with playing um scales on the guitar because my fingers are yeah. it's like i'm trying to memorize not memorize but my fingers need to know the pattern and at the same yeah. time while you know the pattern you need to know what notes you're playing so that yeah. now you it can make sense because you see yeah. like how the guitar is organized it's all notes yeah. which are like they call it like in they're organized into triads so wherever you are on the guitar yeah. you can be able if you know what notes you're on you can be able to find other notes so now you see yeah. all of that, you're trying to fit that in your head and your fingers. And now I'm getting yeah. frustrated, like, why can't I get this? Like, I've been doing this for maybe now a month and a half and it still yeah. doesn't make sense. So yeah. 
would you say that we should stop thinking about progress as being linear and just focus yeah. on the process of trying to get better and better and better and eventually like the result will take care of itself yeah i i i agree i think sometimes we are so fixated on the destination and again this is something i keep saying that even as we head to the destination we must be able to realize that uh, one um the destination has a you know has a has a distance when you take a flight to a place uh, there's a lot of this turbulence in the way okay so when you get that turbulence you buckle up you know everyone gets seated da, 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 da. but the focus is on the destination but 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 you will get that turbulence when you are driving you will get bumps etc um but we must uh, realize that uh, there is a journey to be made in in everything and we must be able to enjoy that journey and that journey does not just involve easy things you know um and that journey does not mean necessarily mean that the time we have set for ourselves is necessarily enough because that time we set for ourselves may be informed by our own ambitions our wanting to clear things very fast and that may not necessarily be correct so we must be able to be patient i think patience is 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 very important because when you lose the patience then you get frustrated then even you you, you do not you cannot be able to figure out where am i making mistakes what can i do better so you do not even have the time to look back and see is there any improvements i can make you you know uh, yeah so is there any improvements that you can make to make this easier so we lose on out on that from our frustrations um and then eventually then it takes even longer so just be calm look back and see is there anything that i'm missing do it try something different of course when you try something different then it could take longer but you know that is just part of the process so yeah i think i think that's what what it is just the patience so that you are able to be able to literally look at what is happening and be able to make probably adjustments that can help you get there Mm-hmm. yeah so now moving on how did you move from just running to now i guess starting fitness with david and also what what what's fitness with david yeah so fitness with with david is my personal outfit for that i developed uh, to just help a uh, um bring out the issue of fitness and enlighten people about how to do things right um i i i used to see very unique things uh, when we traveled and i thought that uh, there is a way we can bring that back home um people are struggling with the various issues they don't know where to check i was doing a lot of research i thought to myself keeping this to myself while people continue to struggle is 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 not doing justice and because i like i'm very passionate about um uh, mentorship about well-being about you know just growing with the people around me i started that so i started off in social media uh, I've, I've, i'm now getting to 10000 i'm i'm over 10000 uh, followers on uh, facebook hoping to grow but i'm not too concerned about uh, those numbers as such because the issue is not necessarily the numbers i i i look at impact and i'm amazed that uh, every other time that i post something on my status i post something on facebook instagram twitter there's going to be one person who says this story has touched me this has has been very informative so while it's good to have those numbers like 
many people would be chasing those numbers. I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm more excited about impact. I can't sometimes tell you how many numbers I've got on any one forum, but I look at impact. I look at people asking this question, follow up. I try and obviously make time for that. So basically I started it to just uh, disseminate information, share what I'm having, try to spread this good vibe of uh, fitness to people. Um, and you know, I, I, I look at um, fitness as being a very holistic process, you know, uh, a holistic way of well-being. You know, they say that, um, um, of course, our, our wellness is, is um, um, the, fact that the, the aspects of personal uh, health include um, uh, the, the, the mental, physical, emotional, social, spiritual, and intellectual. For me, I think, like, for example, if I was to look at running, it actually impacts on all of them. And so to be able to cascade this kind of thing to people so that they have a holistic well-being, I thought I needed to do that. So that's why I do some mentorship. Uh, I do talks uh, where people can, can get information on how to run well, how to avoid injuries, um, how to train, what to eat. I've got something on nutrition. Uh, so that, and, and then the, what you're talking about, mental strength. So for me, uh, when I look at running, it impacts on all aspects of uh, wellness, the physical, we know that is the easier one to look at. You exercise. Um, of course, when you are exercising, there's a way you eat, so you eat healthy. Uh, I think about how, how I'm eating, uh, how I'm sleeping. I'm, I'm still working on my sleeping time. Don't skip meals. Um, so that then speaks about the physical aspect of a person. So I cascade that in my posts and in my discussions. So I'll talk about what I train. I do a lot of gym because uh, you have to have a lot of uh, strength, core, core, core and strength training to be able to run well and injury-free and efficiently. Uh, the emotional bit, uh, uh, I mean, uh, the, 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 the running actually brings out a lot of the um, and um, uh, take care of your emotional bit when bit because you're actually for, for, for example the one thing that when we, when i look at running for myself and for many others it's the one thing that you do for yourself uh, there are many things we do for 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 others you know we we, we work so that we can others and ourselves if our families can get food with including ourselves we do work so that uh, the company can make money so that we can also get paid. But running and fitness is for yourself. And there is nothing that is more important than uh, your good health. I think with COVID especially, we have seen how health has, been, has had an impact in the entire world. So it is important that number one, we take care of our health. So for me, I say, even as you go out to look for money, even as you go, you must first take care of the most important thing, your health. And then, and then that is where the running comes in. So running uh, uh, then uh, takes care of the emotional bits. When you're running, you are thinking about yourself. Uh, you, got, you have time by yourself. You're you are doing things for yourself. So you're feeding, you're giving back to yourself because you say you can't give what you don't have. Um, again, um, in that emotional, um, uh, then, then the thing that, the issues that we are talking about uh, when you struggle in the run, when you struggle when lifting a weight, it actually builds your mental capacity because that mental capacity will come into play in other aspects of life. We actually say that uh, running is a, is a metaphor for life. So again, that fitness with David 
bringing out this aspect of running will also help improve people's uh, emotional health. Um, I look at, um, at, at, at my life at any one stage, whatever challenges I may be going through or whatever good stuff I may be going through, like being in a run. You have the flats, you have the ups and downs. Sometimes you are running through pain, but you keep going. So when I get into turmoil in in day to day life, then I just look at it as running. I would would do, and what would I do if I was at a certain uh, distance in a race and this happened? Then this is how I'll deal with it. Um, of course, even with 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 the fitness with the David outfit, we are also able and and running it generally. We are able to also, uh, it, it brings out the social aspects of connection. Uh, you meet people, you have, um, um, uh, or, uh, you know, people from all walks of life uh, running. We form families. Uh, running, running, we say, is actually running mates are family. So that aspect also comes out uh, in, in, in the fitness outfit as we develop the good health, the emotional health, the good physical health, emotional health. We also have social health. Um, we, 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 so we, we, are, we, we, we then get a space where, we create a space where people do not just work, work, work. They also have to have a place to work and play. Um, of course, uh, in that aspect, you meet people, you learn a lot of things. Um, and, 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 and that's basically what uh, Fitness with David does. So it's an outfit that actually um, uh, inspires through running, brings inspiration through running, talks about uh, surmounting challenges, um, uh, guides on uh, developing good health, creates platforms where people can get races, I organize races, so those platforms create a, a space for people to come and run. And um, I try to make them very unique um, so that people get an experience that would be an experience that they would get anywhere else. We recently organized a very successful relay uh, and had to limit numbers because of COVID, but it went so well. In fact, guys were saying we need one in the next uh, quarter, uh, but we'll see about that. But just bring people together, show them how to run. Also serve, because I think it's, uh, it's, it's, um, it's, it's not fair for us to just pass through the world for ourselves. So we actually, all my races have charity. So there isn't one that we did the relay, we were doing a, um, we are giving uh, some assistance to uh, um, Nairobi Family Support Services, uh, um, a home that takes care of disabled kids. So we are actually in the process of uh, having some apparatus made to straighten their, their, their limbs that have defects. Uh, we've done, um, uh, there's a race I have uh, called Ignite uh, uh, New Year's Run. And we have, uh, in the last two years, contributed money towards fistula surgeries for AMREF fistula operations for AMREF, with AMREF. Um, last year together with, of course we partner with people. I always say you can't go eat alone. So we partner with people um, and, and, and we partnered with people and read, did a race we, that I, I, I dubbed the Adopt a Family and we raised over 700,000 for families with COVID and we were all taking food to families deep in the slums who needed the assistance. And even within ourselves who are struggling uh, uh, because of their businesses being impacted by the uh, uh, pandemic. So just basically holistic support of, uh, of a human being. Uh, so the physical, the emotional, the, the, the physical, there is the emotional. Uh, there's also the spiritual. I mean, for me, I, I've, I'm a strong believer in connecting with God. 
Um, and I think one of the special places that uh, I find that space is every time I drive uh, 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 to, to a run, or I'm going to a run, or even in the run, I'll, 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 I'll get a space of time where I have a sort of quiet time. You know, they say that you must find a space in your day-to-day -day schedule to have that time when you are quiet, and quiet does not necessarily mean quiet. Some people will mm -hmm. say go to a quiet room, and in fact, one guy says, when you're in that quiet room, giving yourself one minute, you find all manner of distraction. The dog will back. You think there's a, someone who touched you a lock on the door, et cetera. So there's always a, a bit of distraction. So I find that space as I, as, as, as I go towards the run in the early morning for him. I think once in a while, like, I mean, every, every week, I think we talk around that time. So it has me to connect with some, uh, you know, obviously, uh, there's always a song, a spiritual song that speaks to me at a season, at any particular season. Uh, that I'm going in. Um, a little while ago, it was traveling green. Uh, you made a way. I think right now is uh, oceans because of some things that I'm going through. And I'm able to go through a lot and still remain upright because of these connections. There's also the intellect. You meet people who are intellectual, who share their intellect bit of things uh, in, this, uh, in all these platforms. So holistically, this helps uh, uh, develop uh, me and I then cascade that to others. So yeah, that's what we do at Fitness with David, yeah. Promoting good health, social wellness, et cetera. So, so I think I can put the link to your Instagram and also yeah. YouTube, because I'm not on Facebook or Twitter, but I'm assuming it's still yeah. the same Fitness with David. Yes. Yes, yeah, yes. So I can I can put that in the description. So please guys check out my dad's channels and platforms. Um yeah. you won't start running or anything like fitness-wise. Um, I think it's a good platform to check out. So fitness, I think now yeah, uh, maybe fitness. Uh I mean just all aspects of life, I think running cascades through all of them. Mm -hmm. Whichever one you think about, yeah. Yeah, so I think um, we're done with the first section, which is just getting to know you and what, oh, okay. you, what you do. <laughs> so <laughs> now the next thing is I normally ask you just three quick questions uh, that just, mm. you don't need to think about them for too long. Uh, it's yeah. just fire, three fire questions. So the first one is, uh, what's your favorite meal to cook? Hey, I don't cook, so that would be, <laughs> it will be eggs because they are very easy to make or tea. <laughs> okay, number two, um, what principle has guided you throughout your life? I think for me is uh, believing that uh, 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 there is uh, everything, God has a, a plan for us, and that whatever you are going through, regardless of what it is, there is a reason for it. And you just need to be able to trust that it shall be well. Of course, do what needs to be done. I've also got a very strong will. Based on that, my will is very strong because I know whatever it is, I shall surmount. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that believe that, uh, um, uh, believe and trust that uh, God has a plan and that it shall work gives me quite, in fact, my, my tagline is indomitable will. Uh, Indomitable wheel um, um, uh, uh, makes me keep going regardless of what is happening. Yeah, mm -hmm. and uh, 
and that then gives me the the, the vigor and, and 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 the strength to to go through a lot and the last question is how do you prefer to spend your leisure time um my leisure time and leisure time is not running time yeah mm -hmm. of course yeah. <laughs> away from work running <laughs> i think uh, I, I i like to spend time with the family uh, a lot um because once i i then run and do my fitness the next thing i, 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 I i'm at a point in life where i realize that one of course, if I was look at the kids, the time with them is very limited. I mean, look at you just the other day, you are kids, you are now gone, you know. These little girls uh, are here, soon they will be away. Um, of course, continue nurturing uh, what we have uh, with mom so that when we are left alone, we are not strangers. But that uh, realization that uh, it didn't just happen, but that as I impact others out there, I must also be there for the little ones to be able to pick up as much as they can from me. Uh, because if I'm giving out, uh, if I'm giving so much out there, uh, mm -hmm. I must be able, I, I know many a times when you are, you are at the spaces that some of us find ourselves in, you could end up being giving out too much there, but your place is deficient. So I, 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 I try to be very intentional about that. And um, uh, because of uh, because I would want them to carry out the same values that I have uh, uh, with them moving forward because it is not enough to it is not enough to just uh, give the give uh, support pay bills etc you need to bring people who are of a certain caliber and for me I want them to be a certain way because I know from where I sit the opportunities and, and 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 what they can be if they are well equipped to face life and it's not just about money it's just being a holistic human being who is able to support themselves who is able to be go out there and not be a menace to the society who is able to go out there and withstand the 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 the, the storms of the world because you have actually nurtured them to be like that yeah so just to be able to impact that. So I mean, I I I I I I try as much as possible to actually. I'm very intentional about creating that time, and it's not mm -hmm. big. Thing. I mean, if it's just sitting with them, revising. If it's just sitting with them as they do their thing. If it's just walking with them. If it's just whatever it is, shopping. All those little things that don't they don't even need to cost money, but it's just the time spent, not time physically, but connecting. Because sometimes you can be on a drive and you're not connecting you can be with them but you're on your phone and they're on the ipad and that happens but there must be that intentional time to actually connect yes mm -hmm. so i I'm, I'm i i really value that space okay so so then we're done with the three five questions so now yes. the next part is it'll be fairly short it'll just yeah. be a random conversation um yeah. and with you i'd like it to be about two things yeah. so one is fatherhood and the second one will be about relationships and being in your 20s so yeah. for fatherhood <laughs> i know many don't know or they might know um <laughs> but you were fairly young when you and mom got me so but i have to guess the age 23 21 for you and her as in 23 mom 21 yeah so at that time 
did you have yeah. any fears like were you afraid of anything at that time concerning i guess being a young father or yeah. how how did you manage that time because now i think i'm almost about 23 turning 22 but i mean yeah. i can't imagine if i got a child in the next yeah. two years how life would be i mean i think things have changed rapidly um yeah. i guess even with lifestyle um and also the price of things now things are more expensive so how yeah. did you cope at that time yeah i think um in many aspects it could be a little similar because it's not the norm to get a kid that you're 23 you're still growing up and now you grown up to having kids but i think um, i was um, mentally i think mean, that issue that i'm saying that to be able to accept where you are at um and i think uh, then of course we are dated with mom for long and i mean the, 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 there was none of these things of um, of like was there an alternative person etc so that was what it was so whether i did it then or i did it uh, whether we got married at that point or two three years down the line it would have been the same um so and this had happened in campus and uh, we settled together so did i have fears of course every time you step into the unknown uh, there is either call it fear call it anxiety call it um, could be any other name but that does happen we are all human there is no one who is uh, uh, we human beings are not machines so you are bound to go through that but i don't think for me the fear was was the the thing was that of course you're going to the unknown how are you going to support this so you you i think what happens to me is then you you crank yourself and not higher um and i think you know look what do i need to do to be able to support these first we said okay we need to move uh, you know what what do we need to put in place because the focus was there that we are going to actually make this work and work well of course you're earning very little you get a pay when you divide the money at the end of the month you have your money only takes you up to the 23rd day of the month like your years you don't know how the other days will uh, will pan out uh, and of course because of that then because you know you have that realization you start i started doing other things i would <laughs> do a few hustles here and there uh, to make to make up for those seven days of course if you got uh, tonsils and took antibiotics then that would take some few <laughs> 4000 5000 bob that would then make the 23rd the 19th and then you mm-hmm. know because then I'd have to work a lot harder but uh, because of being focused and being being uh, I mean I, I was determined to make things happen and work well then I worked harder and I think that saw me even uh, move a little faster in career um, I worked very hard I got uh, the necessary uh, paperwork that required me to eventually get to some levels in my in the, in the aviation industry but it was not without sweat uh, you know i had to put in a lot of sweat to actually uh, make that happen but while my friends would be busy talking about this cuz i'd be thinking about <laughs> where the people would come from <laughs> so our conversations i mean even our friendship really parted ways but uh, it could have been different if had i thought i'm not and uh, and and the acceptance of this is where we are it and we have to make sure that we we go with this otherwise like, i mean there are many scenarios where the boy has not moved on or the, the lady has not moved on and they're still 
uh, you know, they are still stuck in the, the, the space that they, <laughs> the space that they are in, and uh, they will be partying when there is no food in, on the table, and they, they will not want that uh, uh, attachment at that level. I'm too young to, especially the guy could easily duck uh, mm -hmm. to, 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 to carry on with, the, with this. Uh, but for me, I mean, I, 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 you know, I'm, I was committed and uh, that's, that, that's how I ended up there. So anxiety because of the unknown like anything else, but then uh, you must then rise. I tell people, I think the difference between individuals is uh, we will all be shaken when there is something that uh, is not uh, normal. But the question is how fast does each one of us react? I think I've got... time um so a lot of time doing that so that's what happened yeah yeah does that answer the question or yeah so comments on? so you didn't feel like at that time you were missing out on let's say life as people uh, know it in your 20s um i didn't i never felt like that because even then i was a uh, I guess the reason probably why I didn't feel like that is because I was also not in that space as well. I mean, I, I went out every so often, but going out did not define my weekend, you know? If mm -hmm. I went or didn't go out, it didn't matter to me. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I guess it's an issue of what, what do you place value on, you know? So even, even when I'm single, I didn't have to go out, you know? If people are going mm -hmm. out, I will go out. If people are not going out, I won't go out. In fact, uh, for me, I kept thinking that if, if if I dated someone who had who said that they must go out every Wednesday, <laughs> that Friday and Saturday, and I can't, then I I think that one becomes uh, you keep them on the side of friends who are friends, you know. <laughs> so her so mom wasn't way. like that. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah yeah no she wasn't. So I mean whether we we went out when we could we 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 did we did and out means that we didn't have to go out and even before we met, go out and party every week, every Saturday, you know? Mm. If there was a plan, I would go, but uh, I wasn't a guy that every Friday the plan was, we must go rev. Mm. Yeah, so I, maybe that made it easier, so I didn't feel like I was, but I believe even if I was, uh, 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 even at that age, because it was quite uh, bold at that level, they say ladies develop faster than, than, than men. For a guy of my age, I probably, age-wise, compared to a lady, I would probably be like, uh, maybe a. 20 year old, but I, I still I still able to 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 make do. Yeah. And now at that time, I mean it's been 22 years. Um what what feeling do you have when you look back and see like the growth you and mom have achieved and also watching yeah. me come and then Abby and Noni as well? Like, are you yeah. proud of yourselves or <laughs> what do you normally tell each other? No, I think it could not have been any better. I think um, um, if under the same circumstances, I would do this, I would have done, gone through the same. Um, in fact, what I feel is that we got the other ones a bit too, I, I could, they could have come sooner, but even what we have here is beautiful at their age. Uh, and the reason why we had that space of about 10 years is because, of course, mom was in campus she had to finish then before that she then went for her master's just to try and make a, a, a make make the 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 foundation for the other ones and ourselves become okay for the future you mm. see 
Um, and the, the 10 years just went, we didn't know, we never planned for 10 years. They just flew and then we were like, hey, now we need to get baby two, you know? Mm. So um, I am, I'm, I'm very happy with what we, we, we have done. I'm very happy. I mean, look at you now. Had things been different? Uh, maybe had I walked away, we had be trying to connect with you now, uh, mm. struggling with that connection, coming in a bit too late. And I know people's circumstances are different. Uh, I don't necessarily uh, agree to the fact that because you, I don't agree actually to the fact that if you got to get a baby with someone, you must marry them. I, I don't agree to that because um, a marriage and a baby are not necessarily a connection. It used to be the traditional setting. It is mm -hmm. the two individuals that matter. I'm not saying that <laughs> we get babies and leave them, but uh, I, I don't mean that you, you shouldn't because marriage is a very, is a long time commitment. So you cannot say that because we did something and got a baby that you must marry me. We only get married if we are in sync and we agree that it is we are not marrying because we have a baby. We are marrying because we want to marry and we need to marry and we sync. So yeah, back to the question. Very, very, very happy, very proud, very happy to see Abby and Noni coming up. They are three years apart. Um, uh, and they are like almost teenager, almost uh, age mates. Uh, you know them when they come. You come on holiday. I, I, I was telling someone the other day. They tell. They told you, we want to learn. Tell us all about boys. Yeah, you know? I was learning. <laughs> yeah, and, and those, you know, sit here tell us about boys, and and there's so many other very interesting things that they say. So yeah, so I'm very happy they keep us company. It's very, it's amazing to actually watch them grow up. It's actually so. I mean, it's almost like sometimes watching a movie, just seeing how they develop, how their intellect grows. And that is why I find it so unfortunate that because of various circumstances, and sometimes they are not intentional. Sometimes work sends us away. Sometimes we don't think and we split away. And to miss, when we then get to miss these beautiful things that happen to the kids' development, um, it, is, it, is, it is just unfortunate. So it's actually very nice to actually watch them grow. And that's why I'm saying, uh, like free time, you really want to be with them, to impact them, to be able to say that when they are gone and because that time, although it looks long when you are bringing them up, goes so fast, that you actually did your best to actually give them the most valuable, um, uh, the most va va valuable thing you can give to anyone. The most valuable resource is time. Because once time is gone, you can't create it. You may lose money and make it tomorrow. Um, uh, with time, once it's gone, you can't recreate that day and that season. And that mm -hmm. and sometimes when you try and connect with them later, the impact at that time is not cannot make up for the impact you lost in the previous uh, years. Mm. Yeah. So now, since you talked about um, Abi and Noni, and also me, um, there's yeah. this statement I had heard from a podcast called "The Mics Are Open," and one of the hosts' uh, father is called Andy. Um, yeah. told, told now Andy himself that you see the worst and best of yourself in your children. Do you think that mm -hmm. this statement is accurate? Um, I think I see my, my best in you guys. Do I see my worst? I don't know. I really, I have to think about that one. Uh, but uh, no, I, I, I see a, a lot of good, maybe not the worst. I could see some bad. I don't see some, I, I, what bad? Okay, I guess you guys can take some through some traits. But I, I, 
maybe again positive thinking which is not necessarily a miss out on that but yeah i see a lot of good i mean when i see you i think i challenge you a lot i think the other day a little while ago we had a conversation and i told you even if it looks impossible alvin we have to try what does it cost us if we try you see and, yeah. and i sometimes it can feel a bit of pressure i i know mom sometimes will say that look you know you you are this way but not all of us are there but we have to try and come to that space uh, and i've got to be very uh, conscious and cognizant of that that uh, you know while i may believe everything is possible <laughs> we not necessarily think everything is possible ourselves yeah but anyway but i'm very i'll try to be cognizant of that so that uh, i also give everyone their own space but i also must challenge i mean i i was telling someone uh, the other day that uh, even these things i tell about uh, Uh, tell to other people i also tell you you know i think lately we've been talking about uh, we are now at a phase when you're finishing campus we need to be steps ahead and thinking about where are we going to be once you finish campus which place do you want to stay what kinds of job are you looking at to just start thinking job market now because you don't want to get there and 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 think about it you need to think about it before you know i think we've had that conversation a number of times and 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 uh, and, and i'm glad that uh, you pick up those things um I, i i like the fact that you share what you are doing i'm actually quite impressed by what is happening i think the exposure is very good and we talk about sometimes when the jobs are sometimes some jobs can be monotonous and i i just take you through the fact that yeah this this ones are like these but they, you still need them for these are the aspect and everything is important every step that we take through the 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 the, the course of our life uh, just goes some way into crafting our future yeah mm-hmm. yeah because i i know yeah yeah <laughs> it's according to you like your opinion but yeah. um i think i can say it's true because i know like when it comes to that emotional aspect i get that from mom and then yeah i guess my rigidity and consciousness of like let's say time um yeah. and strictness comes from you because i know yeah. like this like mom always likes complaining about how if yeah. let's say i said i told her that i'm going to do something at this time and then yeah. somehow she comes up with a you or her come up with a different schedule i get so annoyed because i've already yeah. shared with you like what i want to do but now you're bringing other things to be done so yeah. i used to really really dislike that and i think even on my last visit home there's a day i wanted yeah. to i think do something and then she told me i have to take the girls here first and i'm like mom yeah. i told you yesterday that let's say yeah. for instance i have a date at this time yeah <laughs> yeah um but yeah i, th- I think i think uh, the question has been answered well and uh, now i guess we can transition to the last part which is about um relationships and i guess being in your 20s so yeah i think last week i had a conversation yeah. with uh with ivy and also some friends about um is that would you say that there's something like settling too early if you already know what you want for yourself like i mean i take you and mom as an example like i think you even mentioned it a couple of minutes ago that you already knew i guess what you wanted and you decided like this is what i'm going to do but i think yeah. for us now i guess who either i mean 
most people I've talked to don't essentially want to have let's say relationships or be married they want i don't know other forms of other things i mean everyone has their own um perception uh, yeah path and yeah. perception to life so yeah. is that such a thing as settling too early you know what you want for yourself um there's a number of ways of looking at it um one um you know when a kid there's a time when for example you have to take a little kid they might say that they want this i don't know what to take uh, to say uh, let's say uh, a bike that is so beautiful but is small mm-hmm. okay but today we are looking at that beautiful bike and thinking this is the best bike i can have but you're thinking look this bike in 6 months you'll outgrow it okay so to them is the best uh, decision Uh, and i use this this is on the on one side of the disc, the, the 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 divide and then i go to the other side of the divide so you then insist and tell them look you must take the other one not the color they like but eventually they realize that this one was it was the right choice because uh, that the parent took because of the guidance they got because this one they 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 are riding when two years three years down the line Mm-hmm. is it is there a time like too early to make a decision when you know when what you're settled that you're settled it depends on a lot of things first of all at at the level that you're making that decision for example let's say you choose to marry at 18 and that is your best decision are you 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 at that point it could be the best decision maybe because it's an infatuation um you probably have not internalized or have no clue about what that settling means you know when you date and i tell this to people when we meet with boys and for mentorship uh, uh, in discussions it is very different to date and to live with someone for the rest of your life because mm. when you date you see each other at your best i mean if you are going to see your girlfriend she will come all pumped up you know whatever it is that makes her look good if it's <laughs> the best dress best you best makeup whatever makeup or not then there will be everyone will be their best behavior mm-hmm. for example let's say you are on a weekend out then you leave each other and then you come back you see each other maybe the next weekend for example or like for you who is abroad if you are dating someone away then the next time you come so there is a lot of you know obviously emotional uh, connection in that aspect of i'm not seeing you daily and so i'm i'm missing you but now here is on the other side you you live in the morning you see that person you come back in the evening you see that there is no for missing anyone you know <laughs> when you fight in the morning you see when you fight in the weekend and the person goes monday everyone is sad they are not talking to each other by wednesday things are coming down how are you doing by friday you are back to where shall we meet where shall we meet you know and that's mm-hmm. like but yeah by the time you come before you even uh, uh, cancel your your anger or, or whatever disappointments you had you have with that person and then you are in each other space a lot you know you live in your socks etc so that kind, it is a little different so the, to, to, to to answer the question one you have to be able to realize what when you say settling uh, like if it's for marriage um have you internalized what it means okay um uh, if you are at a level where and it's not necessarily age because at 23 i was ready at 35 some people are not ready 
So it's not even age. Mm -hmm. It is just the, 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 the mental capability, the, 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 actually the mental maturity, okay? So if someone is in that mental space and has looked at that, has seen guidance, also have you spent time with that person? Because uh, if you dated for one year, it could, you might be lucky that that person might be in sync with, you might be in sync with each other. But personality clashes, even for people with the best of intentions for each other can be a big problem. You know, you might never, you know, you have been brought up apart in, in different settings for the last, say, 22 years, for example, for you. Someone else has been brought up for, say, 21 or 22, or even if they are older, whatever it is. You have a, a gap that you need to come to, and you may never bridge this gap to be able to walk in unison Properly. So there's going when you start when especially when you're in each other's space when you start living together there is a lot of friction you know we say um, uh, the the version that I interpreted the axe heads the heads of an axe when they are together in a sack they will never fail to uh, hit each other so you will hit at each other all uh, all the time or, or pieces of metal in one one I just put it literally pieces of metal in one sack will always hit each other and knock each other. So that time will come. So you, if you're not, a, 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 and it's a, something that you work through, work through, and eventually you get to a level where you are able to uh, minimize those frictions and you minimize them in a number of ways. One, you agree, this is not important, too important to fight for. I mean, for example, uh, where if, if I drop my socks and there's always a complaint, I can always do better and drop them somewhere else. And sometimes you can say this person has this habit, I, I can pull back and let it not bother me. But then, then there are also habits that you may not be able to, you may pull back because you don't want to fight, but then you are by, piling pressure inside you. And you know, they say pressure bust pipes. Eh? Uh, so then you could hold on to that and then eventually you could bust and explode and then now you have serious fights. So it depends on the maturity of the person. Do you know the other person you are settling with? Seek some guidances from people around you to just uh, mentors. I know you and I are in a space to talk uh, quite deeply, not necessarily too deep, but I think I think we have a relationship enough to talk a bit deeply about uh, relationships, which is a good thing. And you've also got uh, others, uncles, etc. And everyone has must find they don't have must find someone they can uh, talk to about this, so that you are guided accordingly. Because sometimes uh, that love can cloud a lot of things that may not be able to see, may, may not allow you to see some, some key things that need to be noted. Um, mm. and, and having said that, there is never a right time. I mean, even people who get married in their 40s and they clash and they separate. So it is just about how you gel together, how each one is willing to move together to bridge that gap that you have from the upbringing and the, the, way, the way you guys uh, look at things. Um, uh, and, and I think the closer you are uh, in terms of, you don't have to be same personalities, but those personalities don't have to clash too much. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, and then spouses, like we say, can, can have an impact on, uh, on, 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 on one's life a lot. They will impact your career, they will imp impact your day-to-day -day mood. So it is very important that uh, you, you, you have the best that is practical in terms of how you gel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I know so like <laughs> Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Do you know like? No, I was I was just going to add because I think I guess in your twenties is when you start really working on 
um, this aspect because I remember there was a time I was I was just in the house and mom told me you know in the next 10 years like you might have a kid um, you might yeah. be married and I'm yeah. <laughs> and I looked at her I was yeah. like I, I mean 10 years doesn't seem like a you know a very long time because before you know yeah. it you're maybe knocking on the 30s so yes, yes. I think now it's just like an important thing to also think about apart from your career because you know like apart from just working we also need to have a balance and also yes, think yes. about how our relationships with other people are yeah um so i think you've answered the question very well yeah and i agree uh, it is important to start thinking i think if one would in my view um i mean us and mom grew up <laughs> we grew up together with you and ourselves we had no resources we were still schooling and we came up together but i guess maybe the the chemistry between us was okay we did not despite the fact that we had limitations of finances and all that and that um, we, we were able to surmount that because also now when you have then these challenges when you come together you're struggling with finances you are before you even get to jail you already have many things antagonizing your life you know so mm-hmm. instead of so 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 you're struggling with finances you're struggling with kids you're struggling with this um so it helps to have the personalities being able to gel well so that you can be able to go through this and also be able to grow the lab to that height or the connection to a height to, to a level that is required for day to day living together you know but it is important i think that's an important question to start thinking about it now um so that because you don't have to wait uh, and and people have different outlooks to things some people will say i develop my career up to this level and then get married which is fine if that is the plan and they are working towards it and even you could want to get married now and eventually not get married and that was the, the plan was to get married that is also fine uh but i think yeah to be very intentional about it is good to think about it and 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 then the, the, then the other aspects of is it right time and all that can come into play mm. yeah so i think now since we're almost at the end um yeah so as a parting shot what advice yeah. would you give to someone in their 20s who is trying to let's say one achieve a healthier lifestyle and two let's say how would you advise them to navigate their life if obviously at some point you're going to feel confused about your career or yeah certain like decisions that you're about to make like where you where where are you going to live or like are you going to go to a different country for example or let's say if you're frustrated with like the position you're in and you just want to change like i've seen some people who would decide to just travel the world and then see what experiences they could get for themselves and then maybe through that they meet someone and they settle down in a different country with them so yeah yeah and how would you advise someone to navigate their life in their 20s yeah i think the 20s right now um do offer a uh, a lot of opportunities for guys and like uh, we had um so you can cast your net very wide but i think very very important one if you look at uh, your well-being first you must be a holistic human being 
-hmm. your spiritual, mental, physical, intellect. And when I talk about intellect, I don't need mean books. We never stop to learn. I never read books. I see people have read many volumes of books. I don't read books. <laughs> I don't read books about marathons. That does not mean I do not build my capacity every day. Every time I am free, if I'm working out in the gym, I put in sometimes two hours in the gym, I will listen to podcasts. I will listen to motivational speeches. I will listen to all manner of things that equip me from fitness to leadership, mentorship, all manner of things. And that is why I'm able, I guess, to get a lot of positivity. So that time that I'll be doing two hours in the gym, I have listened to two hours of something. When I'm stuck in traffic, I'm listening to something, you know? When I'm seated in the banking hall, I am listening to something. So you must become a holistic human being. You must grow yourself uh, beyond the, 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 the intellect. Because there are many very bright fellows who are not necessarily what we call street smart. In fact, we used to say that the guys who are inter intellectual in school are not street smart. So you must equip um, uh, yourself. Um, again, you must remember that uh, you cannot do it alone. You need people around you for you to be able to navigate. And, and you use a good word, navigate, because navigate means there's a lot of turmoil around, yeah? Turmoil and good things. So for you able to be able to navigate that, you must, you must not, you, 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 you need everyone around you and you need people who have, you need positivity, not just people, but what you listen to, what you watch, what you eat, you know? So mm -hmm. all that must be positive. So again, talking about the mind, I, I posted last week that we have a gold mine, the greatest, in fact, they say that the one thing that separates mine, a man and a pig or a horse is what is in between our ears. Because then the many of the other aspects, it, it's a hard, it's a hard thing, but that's exactly what it is. So because we have a brain, we must be able to think, we must be able to then feed this machine with positivity, give it the right food, um, and then you can be able to surmount almost everything. Because we are all unique, and we can all, we all have. Uh, we can, when we bring our uniqueness to the party, we can always do great things. Um, so to be positive, to surround ourselves with people who want mentors, the peers, uh, you must have uh, people around you, peers who also support you because you can also have peers who bring you down. Um, don't just um, do things for yourself as well. Just always think about yourself, others around you. Respect everyone. Be humble. You know, I, I can tell you, uh, for example, like now I'm in a certain season uh, of some things happening that um, some people that I have worked with, I, I nurtured, I brought up, et cetera, uh, have become very instrumental in probably charting my next three, my next phase of 10 years. And these guys, I just did my work and moved on, but because I'm passionate about nurturing, then you find them in spaces that actually also um, help you. You know, they say that your network is your network. That statement, Again, sounds cliche, but it carries its ton of uh, weight in gold, you know? Um, so, so that, um, don't limit your imaginations. Uh, keep dreaming. I think uh, what happens uh, with today's world, um, we, some people go through life that, like, this is how it's supposed to be. But they don't realize that, that the, the kind of life they are saying this is how it's supposed to be was crafted by someone else. You can also craft a path that 
you and others can now say this is how life is supposed to be. So um, you just make sure that uh, 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 you're intentional, you're asking questions, is this, must this be this way? Uh, those kinds of things. Um, uh, protect your imaginations. You know, as you grow up, you know, as kids, you, 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 you think about, I'll, I'll go to the moon, I'll, 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 I'll be the best guy, I'll be the best musician. But somewhere down the line, people start putting you down and then you're even afraid to even say the dreams to yourself, you know? So you limit your imaginations and you don't try, you are afraid of others, and then you are limited in a space. So don't let those imaginations die. Um, keep them alive, keep dreaming, keep working, uh, give your best at any one time. Um, and even as, 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 so every time you do something, make sure that you have said, this is the best that I can do. At this point, I have done my best. And also, uh, as you look, also, also have an outlook to the future. How would you want things to be? And then start doing them now. Because once you lose the time that you have now in your 20s, uh, then by the time the 30s are coming and you realize, look, I lost all my 20s because I did so much. Yes, you could have, I did things that did not help my 30s, that did not help my life. So the 30s, you are struggling. So what you can do today, make sure that you do today. And remember that time is a resource. Remember, mm -hmm. even I was your age a little while ago, and now I'm my age. So when I, if I came back to you, uh, to, if I was your age now, basically what we are saying is, where would I, what, what things would I want to be, to, to have or to have done by the 30s, the 40s, and start doing them today and start working towards them. So you see the end product and then you start doing one by one by one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I guess is in a nutshell, those number of things. Okay, I think that's so. And, and, and then as, as you go along, let me just add this, yeah? Another mm -hmm. thing that makes us limited as we navigate through life is that we fear to fail. You know, then we don't try. Um, you know, uh, we learn a lot through failure more than we learn through lessons, through, through success. In fact, uh, we say that... Uh, um, uh, uh, you know, failing is actually one of the best teachers. In fact, many people say that they have learned so much from the failure than they have learned from winning. Because when you win, you move on. When you fail, if you're intentional about learning the lessons of that failure, you will go back and find out where were they? Where were they, um, uh, the landmines? If this landmine blew you, don't pass there next time, or you don't know what to do better as you make decisions moving forward. Okay, and also believe, you know, you know, just, just, just uh, believe that, uh, uh, have hope, hold on to hope, you know, when you lose hope, in any circumstance, if you lose hope, hope is the one thing that helps us, uh, you know, it says that uh, hope makes a bee, make, 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 make honey when there is no flowers, you know, so you must have the hope, the belief, uh, of course, you have to put in the hard work, you have to have the networks around you, you must not limit your imagination, and you must see your bigger goals, cascade them into what in my 20s will get me to the goals of the 30s and the 40s and the 50s. Yeah, and start working on them. I mean, if it's things like investment, I think learn to save in good time, invest in yourself. One very key thing, you know, most people, even as they get to the work environment, they will be saying, what does the company has? has the company, oh, this company is not doing X, Y, Z for us. But one very big question I ask people, what have you done for yourself? There is a lot of things you can, you can read online. You can add an extra skill. I like the fact that you guys are able to, you are running now and, 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 and you, you play guitar and, 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 and you do many other things, yeah? 
not just academic. So just make sure that you are actually uh, equipping yourself. Um, if there is a goal that you need, you, you know you need to get to and it requires a certain skill, start working on the skill, you know, so that when that time comes, then you are ready. So you're not reading yourself when the requirement is there. You are actually ready for when the requirement comes up. Yeah. I know yeah. I've said many things. <laughs> no, I think it's a, it's a good summary. Um, yeah. Because you've divided it into different spheres of life, not just one sphere. So I think that's good. And I think that's something that we can all um, listen to and hopefully think about and start implementing some of them in our lives. So yeah. <laughs> I think it's almost been close to two hours. Um, but, I, but I want to thank you for setting aside this time to talk to me yeah. and yeah. giving me different kinds of advice. And also, I think it's been a pleasure to learn about your life um, yeah. more than we've talked about before. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, apart from that, I think it's been a good conversation that I hope people can also listen to. And yeah. obviously, if they've gotten this far, I like to yeah. I'd like to thank them. Um, I know people have said like sometimes these things are too long, but I think you need not necessarily listen to it at one go. You can always pause, right. yeah, and come back yeah. later to it. So I think, yeah, I think it's been a very nice episode, and I've enjoyed it personally. Um, yeah. And I want to thank you again for setting aside the time to talk to me. Okay, yeah, no, it's a pleasure as well. And uh, I'm glad that we can have that conversation. And like we have always said, we are there for you and you guys. And um, where those uh, avenues don't exist for some, we, may, we are there to plug in. So feel free anytime to ask any questions. Um, yeah, and uh, for everyone, let's find, uh, it might not be your dad necessarily, but someone who you can go to, a to-go-to person that you can confide in, who has probably seen things, uh, a bit more than you have so that even when you have these decisions of big decisions of settling when to settle you can get um, a very unbiased and uh, and and constructive uh, 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 guidance that can help you make as, as as right a choice as practical at a particular time thank you so much all all right so so we've come to the end and i will see you guys on the next one goodbye okay see you yes Pioneers pushed west. Pioneers. I love the people.